Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, Isaac Ike Feldman. It is Monday night, August 28th, 2023. We are coming off a great weekend of fights. UFC Singapore took place early Saturday morning. Your boy was not able to watch it as it was happening. I was actually training myself at the legendary Matt Sarah's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. And yeah, when I did get around to the event, oh man, was it fantastic. Max is back. Superman Span defeats his kryptonite in Anthony Smith. Aaron Blansfield, New Jersey's own, defeats a top contender. She's now knocking on the door of a UFC flyweight championship. Great event. Big fights that happened on Saturday and big fights to be made coming out of Saturday. Let's start with the main event. Do you guys want to see Max Blessed Holloway versus Alex the Great Volkanovski for a fourth time? I say why not? It's not like it's a a thin division with not many contenders. No, this is just a rare probably the first time ever in UFC history where it's two guys that are just head and shoulders above the pack. You know, we thought we were going to get Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya 3, the trilogy. It seemed like Robert Whitaker was creeping closer and closer on Israel Adesanya's skill set. But Whitaker fell short when he lost to Drekus Duplee. And. His trilogy fight could happen, but he may have to win one, two, possibly three more fights to get back into title contention. It sucks, and it's tough. That's why it's extra special and extra rare what Max Bless Holloway did on Saturday because he and the champ have cleared out Everybody in the division, each of them, unbelievably, both have beaten the great Jose Aldo. Both have beaten the Korean Zombie. Both have beaten Yair Rodriguez. Both have beaten Brian Ortega. Both have moved up to 155. And yes, 
Alexander Volkanovsky has only gotten better and better versus Max Holloway. But in my opinion, Max has never been in a better mental space than he is today. Seems like he had to go back, reconfigure, rewire some personal relationships that were closest to him. And happiness matters. Joe Rogan talks about all the time how he's seen fighters on fight week and then their partner just throws a crazy tantrum or spell or game of paranoia to just put the fighter's mind in a tizzy. It seems like Max Holloway didn't have to deal with all of that in the past, but he seemed like he was still distracted because he was thinking of stuff outside of the cage than solely focusing on his opponent. What we saw this past Saturday, traveling well across the world to Singapore, was the best-looking Max Holloway I've ever seen. The dude is shredded. He's always been in good shape, but it's been... It's been an issue in the past, making 145. There's rumors that he balloons up to 185. But he looked phenomenal. He looked like he could have gone seven rounds on Saturday in Singapore against the local boy or the fan favorite of Singapore in the Asia market, Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung. And shout out to the Chan Sung Jung. He's hung up the gloves or left the gloves in the octagon. He's had a wonderful career. Filled with title shots, stunning KOs, action-packed fights, and of course, one of the best walkouts in MMA history. With, I, th I think it's the group Cranberries, the zombie. I, I'm not sure exactly his walkout song, but if you hear it, you know it. So... Congrats to Zombie on a wonderful career. And now congrats to Max Holloway for just stamping his foot as the man. The man below Volk. What can you say? He went out and just dismantled Yair Rodriguez. Picked apart Arnold Allen. Absolutely annihilated Chan Sung Jung Max Holloway is only getting better and Alexander Volkanovsky is only getting better <sighs> is Volkanovsky going to fight Ilya Taporia? is Max Holloway going to fight Ilya Taporia? is Volkanovsky going to wait for the winner of Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev before he makes a decision on his next opponent it's an interesting time in the featherweight division. Though these two are head and shoulders above the competition, I'm excited for a fourth fight. Like I said when I started this podcast, in the past, you would have these trilogies or quadrilogies, I believe that's the term, where fighters like Brandon Moreto and Devison Figueroa uh, Figueredo had to fight 
because the division was thin. When Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes fought two times and what seemed like it was going to be a collision course for a third time, it was because there is a lack of depth in the division. (laughs) So... This is a rare circumstance. I don't think you can compare it to anything in UFC history. Maybe I'm missing something in MMA history, but I don't think so. I think Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Four is something that should happen. Whether or not it happens this December, next February, next March, it will happen because... These guys are so good that it's not just waiting for Max to win. It's, hey, can Alexander Volkanovsky actually finish Max? Can he put him away and retire Max? Because I believe if Volkanovsky goes 4-0 against Max and he finishes him, I don't care how good the main event checks are or the bonus checks are for Max Holloway, he will lose something, some edge mentally. Because he is still getting better. He's still fighting his ass off. He's only putting on better and better performances. So there's something he's chasing. And I believe it's Alexander Volkanovsky. I believe he's chasing it like my son's chasing this moth right now. (laughs) But incredible performance by Max Holloway. Again, congrats to Chan Sung Jung on a phenomenal career. Co-main event, Ryan Spann redeems himself. I believe it was two years ago where Anthony Smith was just his dominant grappling self. He caught Ryan Spann, I believe, in a triangle choke or rear naked choke. Rear naked is his uh, specialty, and he looked phenomenal. Anthony Smith has had these resurgences over and over and over again. And he may have another resurgence following this loss to Ryan Spann. But focusing on Spann and Fortis MMA and Sayuf Sayad. Sayad Sayuf. <laughs> My apologies to the head coach and the owner of Fortis MMA in Texas. But... Gotta, you gotta respect going back to the lab, correcting the mistakes, and putting on a f- phenomenal performance. Ryan Span cracked Anthony Smith. Looked like he might have fractured an orbital bone, or something. Smith's. I looked like it was going to close. The Singapore local doctor was trying to see if he could see out of it. You could see his eye was still visible, even though it was swollen up like he was stung by bees. But Ryan Spann, great performance. Silly strategy by Anthony Smith. It was almost like he got cocky. You know, he was kind of throwing his punches and staying in the pocket. Ryan Spann, 
cracks like a mule. Somebody who you don't want to be in the pocket with for too long. I mean, it's high risk, low reward in my opinion to remain in the boxing distance with Ryan Spann. Anthony Smith played that game. He looked pretty good in the first round, but Ryan Spann caught him. And it was good night, Irene, from that point forward. So congrats to Ryan Spann, Superman Spann, for getting the W and bringing it home to 4 to 7 May. Before that fight, New Jersey's own jiu-jitsu prodigy, who was trying to piece together a striking game more and more, you know. Uh, right now, she looks like the female version of Damian Maya. You know, not terrific striking. But obviously, next level jujitsu. But she was able to hang with Talia Santos, who gave Valentina Shevchenko everything she could handle back at UFC 275. Ironically, in Singapore again. Maybe Santos has trained in Singapore or at adjacent countries and has no problem traveling, but... She's 0 for 2 in the last two years going to Singapore. So, Blanchfield, huge win. Got a takedown when she needed to. Ran to the finish line. Excellent performance. And I think everybody's excited to see what she could do in that division. She is fresh blood. Obviously, the belt has turned over. Excuse me. Obviously, the belt has turned over with Alexa Grasso becoming champion. Uh, I believe uh, UFC Noche, which uh, it has to be in Mexico or Mexico City if they're calling it UFC Noche, but there is a. Uh, fight night, a free fight night with the title on the line, which is pretty rare for the UFC, but you take it when you can get it. Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko. That will be fun. That will be fun. Valentina hasn't lost since she faced Amanda Nunes, I believe since back in 2017, UFC 215, if I'm correct. What adjustments will she make? Is this it? Is Alexa Grasso just going to look even better? Is she going to look dominant? You know, when they do these immediate rematches, sometimes the challenger gets that confidence and takes it to another level. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with that. But I'm sure they saw that Aaron Blanchfield is making a lot of noise. I believe she is on a five-fight win streak. Has just climbed the UFC flyweight rankings unbelievably fast and has just looked better and better 
against tougher and tougher competition. When she put the work on Molly Meatball McCann, I believe it was UFC 268, everybody took notice. And when she put the work on Jessica Andrade and Natalia Santos, it's like, how high is her ceiling? Can she be a champion? Will she be a champion? How many fights till she's a champion? Is she next in line? Does she get the winner of UFC Noche's main event? Shevchenko Grasso. I would love to see it. Give me Grasso Blanchfield, Shevchenko Blanchfield, but ah, I have to pick whoever wins that flyweight title fight. I think it's, uh, I think she's still a little too green. You know, her striking is not up to par with Alexa Grasso's boxing or. Valentina Shevchenko's Taekwondo. It's. She obviously wants to drag the fight to the floor. Can she be. Can she do what Damian Maya was never able to do? Damian Maya knocked on the door of a UFC title. I believe it was in Abu Dhabi, maybe 12 years ago, against Anderson Silva. And then the undercard of John Jones, Daniel Cormier, Damian Maya versus Tyron Woodley. Born fight. Tyron Woodley shut him out. Wasn't going to play that game, just kept him at bay. And that was it. Damian Maya's title fights. Obviously, multiple runs to get to those title fights. One of the greatest submission artists in MMA history. Top two or top three. In submissions all time. Is is that going to be Blanchfield's career? I'm sure she would take it at this point. That's a hell of a career that Damian Maya's had. Hell of a career. But I'm sure New Jersey's own is trying to bring another title back. Since I believe Frankie Edgar, how many years ago was that? Maybe 10 years since the New Jersey fighter was champion. So look out for Aaron Blanchfield, Ryan Spann, got those heavy hands. You get them in uh, a fight with a willing partner who's willing to trade. That is just pure electric in the cage. And obviously the main event, the Blessed Express, Max Holloway. He would call it uh, the, the 12th island is Singapore. You know, if you guys don't know, he calls Hawaii the 9th island and Toronto the 10th island. And uh, I'm sure Singapore is now the 12th island. But phenomenal, phenomenal performance by Max Holloway. Be interesting to see what comes up in the next six to eight months for all these contenders, but stay tuned, stay tuned. It was a successful event for the UFC, and the fighters that won put on many great performances, and the fighters that lost, Chan Sung Jung, Anthony Smith, Talia Santos,
they are no easy fights. So these are big fights. These are big fights. I saw somebody make a comparison that uh, was this card better than UFC 293, Sean Strickland, Israel Adesanya, which is happening in about a week and a half in New Zealand. Possibly, possibly. Outside of the uh, the main event, that incredible main event between Stylebender and Tarzan, the card uh, could use some help. But stay tuned for that fight. It's going to be phenomenal. And obviously, UFC Noche. So thank you guys for tuning in. This was a another phone, iPhone recording uh, podcast. You know what? I got to be consistent. I will be consistent. I have no excuse not to be consistent. I will record on my phone if I have to. If you guys want that pretty 4K, 60 frame per second, cleaned up. Oh, yeah. Right now, I'm wearing a shirt with stains. I have underwear that's ripped, and I'm recording. But you don't know that. But if you guys want that high-def Christopher Nolan cinematography, Iktagons, go to the Iktagon YouTube page, Twitter, X, uh, everything Iktagon. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, everything at Iktagon. And of course, if you guys want to learn more about me, Iktagon.com. I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N. Love you guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.